and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. All right, homework time. Homework time. Jules did homework over the weekend for us, Matt. Oh. Last week on the show we were talking about how there are certain songs that uh, when they're played to a certain rhythm, to a certain beat, Etc. Yes. Etc. Et they come across as happier. That's right. But what, what what's happen? the phrasing? What's the terminology? Uh, Upper key and lower key, or something? Major key, major minor key, no, minor key, major happy, minor not as happy. So the the task was to find out whether or not if you were to play a traditionally happy song in a minor yep. key, how would it sound? Yep. I decided to try and find a music store over the weekend uh-huh. to play a keyboard. And by the time... <laughs> sorry, just browsing. <laughs> <laughs> just browsing. Hey, can I just record this quickly on my phone? All the stores that I found, first of all, one of the stores that said it existed on Google Maps did not. So I was walking around like an idiot. Like, <laughs> where does this news agents turn into a music store? Is it behind the birthday cards? Uh, but no, they were all closed by the time I got there and also closed Sunday. So it didn't work. But my boyfriend <laughs> did the research for me That's and nice. he found a YouTube link of walking on sunshine in a minor key. Okay. <gasps> I have that for us now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sounds like like Nickelback again to start singing. <laughs> Don't they run, run, run. Is anyone going oh. to This is really upsetting to look at the music video at the moment. <laughs> Have you seen the music video to this, yeah. Jules? Sad guy with guitar. It's a combination between country pop guy meets Skrillex <laughs> in terms of what the guy looks like, not the sound. Oh my gosh. Let's get to the chorus. He's really Debbie Downed it, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives it new meaning. Oh, I don't like that at all. I'm you don't want to hear the chorus? Oh, I do actually. <laughs> you know what that says? It's just so slow. Yeah. Uh, yeah here we go. The real song's too. almost done. Sunshine, whoa. I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. Uh, I'm okay. walking on not sunshine. Right. <laughs> not a happy beat. It's honestly, it sounds like the kind of thing that'll be used in like a slow motion scene of a movie, like a big action thing. Yeah. And maybe Lord is singing it. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I can see now, like everything's in slow motion and they're doing this. It's um. Mm. Add some strings, put us to James Bond. Oh, for surezies. Mm. Yeah, that's the new James Bond. <laughs> uh, D- Daniel Craig is just singing at himself. <laughs> well, I guess not Daniel Craig, the new James Bond. Mm. Um, there, there's a podcast I listen to where they do a segment every week, and they have since the release. Of, was the most recent one Skyfall? No. I think it was yeah, think after, so. after that, like Moon. Moon Boy? Moon, no, Moonraker's way old. Moon um, Dog? Either Moon way. Boy. <laughs> 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 Movies. Yeah, oh yeah, of course you're going to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do that? know that Skyfall's not the most recent one. I have seen that one. Yeah, in it's honestly cinemas. not bad. No Time to Die. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I think Adele yeah, sung yeah. that. That's oh. the most recent. With Rami Malek. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. um, and in the podcast they do every week since that movie came out, which is now nearly two years, uh, Bond of the Week, which is where you give your casting suggestions for <laughs> the new James Bond. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that segment is getting boring as hell. Because <laughs> uh, there's, yeah. there's only, for the first few weeks, it's like, okay, there's are some good suggestions. Yeah, and now it's like, okay, well. Nothing confirmed. Well, yeah, we really, I would have anticipated it would have been announced and locked and loaded by him. Yeah. Well, I think it's all but locked and loaded. There's, is it the guy, the, the old mate from Emily in Paris? Um, Everyone was a British guy? dude. I don't know his name. Uh, the Rock? 
Yeah, sure. Dwayne Johnson is doing it. <laughs> 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 there is, there are a him. few names that are being thrown around. I can't think of what, is it Aaron Taylor-Joy? Is that a Aaron Taylor-Johnson. He was the guy from Kick-Ass. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. That sounds very familiar. Um, I'm assuming that it's, I'll do a quick Google again. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Welcome uh-huh. to the podcast. We're, we're Googling things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no edits. No edits on the podcast. Um, English act. Yeah, I think this is, yeah, this is the guy that's supposed, he's not get locked, but very close to being announced. Yeah, okay. They're, they're just waiting on the broccolis to announce it. The broccolis? Who? The broccolis. Huh? The Who's famous the broccoli? Bond family, the broccolis. Oh. Uh, you trying to just what? drop in knowledge like you know something. So there's a family that owns the, all the rights to the, the James Bond movies, and they're called the Broccoli. So oh, it's their, good for them. It's their last name. Yeah, I don't know the exact <laughs> intricacies, but yeah, well, they're just rich, so you know. Is that their actual name, Broccoli's? Well, it's their last name. You know, last mm-hmm. names can be different. I think I don't know what nationality they are originally. Huh? They might just be big fans of anyone else called Broccoli. It's a fun name. No, <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Check it in the phone book. Someone enjoyed her. Uh, he, oh, he was he was also uh, Pietro Maximoff in the Avengers. Oh, there's me. <laughs> this one, she can't get past broccoli. She's like broccoli, hey? Because <laughs> it's also a vegetable. Ah, uh, hey, welcome to the oh, podcast, shit. Jules. Thank you for doing <laughs> your homework. No worries. Well, technically it wasn't me, but I'll take credit for it. Yeah, well, no problem. thank you for having me. I tried. Your, uh... I attempted to, teacher, okay? Yeah. There was just things in my way. Uh, today on the podcast, what have we got? Oh, uh, new Hollywood correspondent, Keith Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting chap, young Keith, or old Keith, I should yeah, say. Well, he's a character. He graduated because in the chat he talks about, and the reason why we had him was because, Jules, you've not seen a lot of the classics. Yes. Not many movies. He had all the movie knowledge. He knows a lot. He was at the premiere of the 1975 film Jaws, which when you, which he got, as he said in the interview that we had with him, the chat they did after graduating. Uh, so when, when you graduate uni, like 21-ish? It depends on the course, but about then, True. yeah. 21. So if he was 21 in 1975, it's he's an older me. guy. Yeah. So he's like, what, born in 54. Makes him an old guy. He'd be coming up on... Same age as my mother, thank you. Coming up on 70 years old. Wow. But yes, correct. Yeah, look, he... um. I feel like in those years, in that 70-odd years, uh, he's lost a bit of the, the sparkle he mm. might have had for uh, is, he Hollywood reporting. He might not have ever had the sparkle. I, uh-huh. mean, I think no. Hollywood has the sparkle, and I think he just reports on the sparkle. True, true. He holds a mirror up to the up to Hollywood and says, continue to sparkle, and I'll just you know reflect that. The how reflection feel, of the reflection. How does he feel about the streaming world? I don't know. Infiltrating. I wouldn't know. The Jules. big screen. Oh, you wouldn't know. Because <laughs> it's definitely not him. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. That's uh, so true. Hypothesis. I found him to be quite rude. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't bother <laughs> kept on getting my name wrong. Yeah. Jessica, Jules. Mm, what's Jules' is your actual name? <laughs> <laughs> is it though? We'll yeah. get there in the end. Um, yeah. So that was interesting to have Keith on. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Jules becoming a middle-aged woman, a Karen. <laughs> yeah. And I still stand by that you were right. A shopkeeper, a person, a shop attendant. Mm. Where is the attending? Yeah, no, zero. No, you were left to run run through the shop in your jocks, trying (laughs) to get new clothes to try on. How often do you enter a store and want help from the person? Like, how, like, give me a percentage of stores. You either get 0% help, like that lady, or you get to too much help. Like, they're just, I'm like, I haven't even put one leg through the pants, and you're already asking me how I feel about it. Mm. I haven't seen it yet. How, do you, how quick do you think I am? And then they're just hovering the whole time. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to pretend that I'm going to come back and buy it later just to appease this person. Yeah. I don't generally go into a store and want help. I sort of, I like to browse and then I, if I have questions, mm. I'll ask. 
I always question whether it's the right size. Even if I get a size that I know from that store mm. is my size, I'm like, but it could be a different cut. So we might have to try this option just in case. Try to size yeah. up and size down. Yeah. So you end up with 48 items of clothing in the change room. This happens. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, because I'm going to need help because I want to go, I want to, I want to wear jewelry. I, uh-huh. I, I kind of, I've, I thought about changing my style this year. I was like, maybe I wear like a gold chain, not okay. like a massive mm-hmm. chain. I was like, maybe that's, but I would need to go into a jewelry store and I would need help with that. Cause I don't know. First of all, I don't know which is men's Length and which is chains. women's and like, sure. what is, do my, is my skin type Gender is a gold? construct. Burn it down. Mm. Is my, well, You're supposed to look at your veins for that. Yeah. How do I know? Well, I think. One's it? blue means silver, I think. Blue, more bluey veins what? than greeny veins. What color? We can do I? some live Googling. Just quickly, again. what color veins are we seeing uh, here? Watch my arms? I think you're side. mostly blue. I mostly. think you're. Um, you reckon I'd be wearing silver? Yeah, silver or maybe even a rose gold. A rose gold. Ooh. I did read that rose gold was perfect for middle ground, but if, you, if you've got too much of a pinkish <laughs> hue, mm. do I have a pinkish hue to me? I think of all the hues, that would probably be the. The, the one out, the hue. Yeah. Your undertone is pink as far as the, hue, the hues that I'm closest to, it's pinkish <laughs> and then Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> I watched um, Jonah Hill's new movie, You People, on the mm-hmm. weekend, and he, uh, not bad, not great, but, mm. you know, it was interesting. Um, and he has a good, like, there's one, because I, the reason why I want to wear the chain is because whenever I wear, like, a, like a shirt, like a short sleeve shirt button up, um, I often wear low buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll, I won't do the first two up. So you see a lot of the top, and I'm like, I think that seeing, like, a big chain would look cool. We'll add some pizzazz. Yeah. Maybe you could start like fit. selling it off as art space. You know, <laughs> top of my chest. <laughs> yeah, my decotelage brought to you by McDonald's. You get tender crisp or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if my cleavage is going to do well on radio though. <laughs> oh, in general public life. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> our boss, boss Mel's just waiting at the front. Oh, this is interesting. Big boss Mel is circling. Um, do you want to come he's in? He's looking at his looking oh. at his watch. Are we, do we need, are we in trouble? Really? Have we done something? I don't know. Almost certainly. Hello. Hello, boss. We're recording the podcast. Okay. Well. What do you think of chains? What I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> What's up? Uh, apparently we're not allowed to. Um, I uh, know nothing. No, no. Just we're not allowed to what? Nothing. Okay. What, so what are you in here for? What are you interrupting uh, the podcast I just, for? I just came in to see if we could actually get the studio. Oh, okay. We better get yeah. out of here then. What do you mean? <laughs> What I mean is, it's not your personal studio. Oh no, we're we finishing. We're doing. We're doing our work. Are we? Right. We are. This is well, the podcast. We do, we're we'll doing do exclusive content. Okay. Well, could you do it quicker? Jeez, <laughs> Big talker. Christ, talk do faster. What? Do All right. Something. Enjoy the podcast. I guess. Bye. All right. Oh my god. Do we want? Do you want us to actually wrap up now? Yes, please. What are your thoughts on chains, though? <sighs> anyway, go. Maybe watch you people. It's kind of nice. Pretty mm. funny at points, but. it's... I don't know. I'm really thrown by that. That's... <laughs> we'll go and get you a nice chain after work. It's fine. Thanks. Um, here's the podcast. There's lots of other stuff on. You'll find out. Maybe. I bet you Chris snitched. He's the one that needs a studio. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Uh... Press stop. We've got to go. We'll come All back. Right, all right, we're done. And yesterday, Jules, I did the city to city fun run. Good for you. Yeah, went to Albury, Rodonga, up to the border and did it there. Did the 10K. Impressive. Thank you. I did brunch on the weekend. You're doing a lot more active things than me. You did 10Ks of brunch, though. (laughs) 10 kilos of brunch. Of course. Um, But I was one of many there. I think I fell into the very common category where it does some running, probably doesn't do enough running, but is sort of in in and amongst it. Sure. But you like to be fit and active, and this is something that appealed to you. And despite the fact that I just I coughed and had an emphysemic heart attack. You got I, to the uh, end of the finish line. I did get across Great. the line. But you see some people across the run, Jules, and you go, oh, okay, there's some different categories that you fall into. I fall into 
regular dude. And everyone's out there having a crack and just like in the Rocky movie, you do see some people who are, you know, in the sweats and they're Mm. in their their little zone and they're figuring it out. But some of the people that you might see out there, very similar to the Rocky people, uh, the not quite Olympians. Oh, so the real impressive people. These are the people that are often at the head of the pack. Yep. They're quick, Jules. Mm. Often, weirdly, hairless. Yep. And I don't quite Aerodynamic? Understand. It must be an aerodynamics thing. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of very impressive looking racing gear. Sure. They are the shorts so short that it is publicly indecent. This is a lifestyle for them. It is 100%. And it's, they're very impressive and they are to be commended, I so think. So you're not Jules. in that category. Definitely not. I definitely <laughs> don't fall into this category either, what I call the cargo dad. Cargo. <laughs> The cargo dad is generally a dad who's doing it with possibly some kids, possibly his partner, and somehow he's been left. He's got, like, all the stuff. He's got a big backpack on. He might be holding, like, uh, a pair of earphones from his kid. He's gotten tired of it. He might have a kid on a leash. Sure. He's been tasked with the, he's the pack animal. He's the alpaca, the donkey, the mule of the family. He's Uh, carrying them. Conversely, on the other side of Cargo Dad, you've got power parents. Power parents? These are, in my opinion, the most impressive people on the course because they're out there running, moving really quickly. They're obviously very fit and they're also pushing those like big aerodynamic prams. Oh. Those things like like, like a trike. It's got one wheel at the front, two at the back. They're three wheeler. They've got extra weight. And they're zipping along and the kid is in there treating it like it's a roller coaster. Because <laughs> mum and dad, they're doing all the work. It's a lot like um, like a horse-drawn cart, but the horse is sitting behind. Sure. You hope the kid is strapped in appropriately. Oh, some of Otherwise the, they're flying. Some of these people I saw, Jules, these parents, like, there's this one mum and she was it borderline looked like the kid was going over jumps because as she was going over some of the trails, <laughs> like this kid had better be strapped down. Uh, you've got the Energizer bunnies, which are if the kid is, you know, able to get out of the pram itself. They've got the energy to just go and go and go and go and go and go. And that's kind of crazy to watch to see a five or a six-year-old who's outpacing you. Yeah, that's embarrassing. It's very demoralizing. You've got the 30 percenters Uh who can do the first 30 percent of the course and then realize that they've overcommitted. Yes, and they haven't done any training. Yeah, but you'd rather be a 30 percenter than the optimists. Oh, who are they? And I saw a lot of optimist jewels out there yesterday and uh, throughout the entire course who obviously very clearly signed up to do the fun run maybe six months ago. Mm, reeled in by friends, perhaps. Yeah, and they go, six months. Oh, that's so much time to train. That's fine. I'm probably going to be, I'm probably going to set a record. I'm probably going to be a not quite Olympian off the back of that. <laughs> Jules, you've seen no movies. Yeah, I prefer TV shows, okay? Just lay off. You haven't seen any of the classics. This came up last week. It's very frustrating when producer Matt and I try to talk to you about movies. <sighs> sure. You haven't seen the classic film, the 1975 classic Jaws. No, I have not. So I thought I would find someone who's incredibly qualified to talk on the matter. So Jules, in an effort to, I guess, catch you up to speed with movies, reviews, what's hot, what movies are out at the moment, and I guess keep you in the know a little bit, we're joined right now by a veteran Hollywood correspondent. He knows celebs, glitz, glam, and the silver screen. Good morning, Keith Hollywood, and welcome to the show. That's it, Tiavo here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a time difference. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, look, look, regardless, Keith, hey, well, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you here. Yeah, no, hello, yeah. Oh, it's awesome to have you, Keith. Is it true what Nick was saying that um, he was telling me earlier, you were actually on the red carpet for Jaws? Yeah, I was there, love, uh, back in the 70s, so 75 it was. And look, I was, I was pretty fresh out of college at the time and I was writing for the LA Times as part of an internship program they had going. So they sent me out to this movie red carpet. That's a first great gig, to be honest with you, Keith. I'm surprised they trusted a cadet journal. Like, I know they don't trust Jules and I with that much, like, when we were starting out. Um, so it's good that you got to that level of event. Well, I guess they thought I'd be halfway decent, didn't they? 
Look, unlike media now, people they trusted back then were halfway capable. So you wouldn't have you clowns out there writing nonsense or jabbing on radio about nothing. Um, well, I don't know if uh, you just heard Nick mention, but yeah, I um, I actually haven't seen Jaws. So I'm glad we have someone here who can give me you know, a proper review of what is you know, a pretty old film by now. It's cinema. It's film, which is a bit different to all the superhero stuff that's out today. But yes, I, I can give you a bit of a... Well, look, not quite a sneak peek, but, you know, a review of the movie. Great. Well, I don't quite know where to start. Oh, shocking. Easy. Oh, I'm gone, kidding. Look, it was a great night and great film, honestly. You see, Spielberg, Stevie, he'd, he'd made this other piece called the Sugarland Express with Goldie Horn. Well, that was about the year before, and that was – it looked pretty well received, so we, we had pretty high hopes and expecting him to build on that. Oh, I remember seeing him on the red carpet – and this bloke, I tell you, Spiel, he was sweating through his corduroy suit like it was the dead of summer. I don't really know that much about movies, but at least I know that, you know, Steven Spielberg, mm. he was famous off Jaws, so it must have been all right. Oh, definitely. He, he became a big name after the release. And look, he had, he had a few other big names on his cast as well. Like he had Roy Schneider and Richard Dreyfuss, who's, um, I, his little girl went on to do that Seinfeld show. And uh, look, my kids love that. Yeah, great cast, though, um. Rob Shaw did flick his cigarette uh, at me to put it out just before we went into the cinema. Great. Yeah, look, what was the actual film itself like, Keith? That's what we've got you here for. I'm I'm getting to it, mate. Hang on. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> no. Fine. Just come on, mate. Look, look, the movie was great. You should watch it, Jessica. It's a, it's a captivating piece. It's, uh, it's Jules. Yeah, right. well, so, look, the story follows a seaside town, and they're obviously grappling with this fierce shark, hence Jaws, and it's attacking people as they swim for the summer. And, look, the story's told so well. But genuinely, back in 75, it kept us all out of the ocean for the next year or two. Which is wild to think because the shark looks so fake now when you look back on yeah, it. Yeah, well, it looked pretty real to us, mate. Oh, right? No, I get that, but... We didn't have your snowflake CGI to make the fishy swim good. Serious. Oh, and the score, I mean, almost as iconic as the shark. You know, that little string piece as the shark approaches. It still keeps me up at night, I tell you. <laughs> look, uh, Jessie, all in all, look, I, I get she's an older film, but nothing has really been as good since and certainly not of late. I mean, between the plot, the casting and the sense of dread that the pacing of the film creates, it's truly, oh, love, one of the greats. Uh, okay, sorry, uh, it's um, it's Jules. And it sounds like, yeah, we'll have to give it a watch. If we, look, and if we get Keith on Jules to review more new movies, maybe he'll be able to find out some more stuff that you like. Well, yeah, if Keith says it's worth watching, I guess I'll watch it. Sound all right with you there, Keith, if we uh, if we have you back? <laughs> Mate, you pay the fee and I'll be around for sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all right. Well, that I mean, that sounds that sounds promising, I think. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Keith. Uh, what time is it again where you are? Sunday Arvo in LA at the moment. So my weekend, um, but another premiere tonight. So I'm done. See ya. That was... Um... Hmm. <laughs> well, that, that was interesting, Jules. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for your time, Keith Hollywood. I think I've done a good deed for my housemate. But it's been born out of annoyance for them. Uh, I'm in a share house at the moment, mm. live with two guys. And one thing that uh, we do is we do pretty much everything separately. So they cook separate meals, do their washing separately, all that sort of stuff. It's- That's pretty standard as far as housemate stuff. Because I've only lived in a, ha- like a share house once where the housemate and I would cook meals together. Everyone else would you know, fend for yourself, survival yeah. of the fittest. It's basically a discussion point if you want to change that single mode otherwise, yeah, I think. The, the default is figure it out. Yep. Totally. Do it on your own time. Um, a couple of times this has happened where I've got to the weekend, I've had a whole 
a whole bunch of loads of washing that I wanted to do. Haven't been organised throughout the week. And mm. I wanted to do it first thing in the morning. And it so happens that this housemate has already done his washing, but he's left it in the washing machine. Okay. It's wet. And it's obviously an obstruction for me to be able to do my own washing. So he's done half the job. He hasn't hung it out to dry. So I have, in one occasion, taken it all out into a basket and left it there to put my own in there. Another occasion, I've taken it out and I've just hung it up on the line to get it out of the way, thinking it's a hot day. You're hanging his stuff out to dry. You're doing his laundry for him. But I'm wondering, because he hasn't brought it up with me, whether he's found it creepy or not. Or he's found it helpful because I've done him the good deed and I've essentially become his mother in this situation. I think he hasn't mentioned it because he thinks he's like, if he if he mentions it, he's fallen somehow between the gaps. Yeah. If he mentions it, it won't happen again. This, this is a point where neither of us are discussing it. The fact that I'm annoyed his washing's been left in there on two occasions mm. and the fact that I've touched, you know, essentially his jocks and stuff like that to hang yeah. them up to get my washing well, going. Well, that's fine. Touching, is it? Well, it's clean. Totally, yeah. How, how dirty could they be where they come out of the washing machine and you go, oh. That's oh. right. Um, what's, what's this guy like socially? Is he a bit of a, like, a bit of a, a, an, an interesting cat? Sure. He's more on the quieter side, so I don't yeah. think he's the one that's going to be bringing up this conversation. No. So it's really the onus is on me to be able to say something. I don't think it's, it's, it's not that weird, but it, well, it's not weird for the reasons you think it is. But if it's, if happen again. Where is washing's frustrating me? It's sitting there in the washing machine. He's not moving it out of the way. Maybe I do need to say something and put my foot down. Oh, put, yeah. I mean, say something be like, hey, just if you could clear it out. Yeah. Don't do not do his washing for him. <laughs> don't actually do his shoes. He probably thinks that they're, because it's a share house, he probably thinks there's a maid that lives on campus or something. <laughs> Someone comes in well, and does yeah, it for him. Plays, they get room and board and they just go around and do all the cleaning. Do you do any other chores for him? Come to think of it, yeah, maybe I should start charging him. Yeah, 100% you should. Other people look to therapy to get their head right. Sure. A popular type of therapy that's taking the internet by storm. I was reading about this over the weekend. I was watching some videos of it, mm-hmm. which is weird to watch videos of people doing therapy. Like other people getting told to do things? Essentially. Huh. So what it was, it's, it's called rejection therapy. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. No, and it doesn't look fun, but apparently it teaches you confidence and it teaches you to be better and to accept rejection better. Right, okay. So how it works and the reason why it's very popular on like TikTok and Instagram at the moment because it's a very visual thing. Mm-hmm. So what it does, if someone is to do, one that I saw a lot of, is the idea is rejection therapy. You go out into a public place and you do something really, really weird. And the idea is you get weird looks. Okay. And you get people to look at you and go, oh, what are they doing? All right. How weird are we talking here? So I saw, I've seen one of like a, you know, a guy uh, going into like a public square in like a busy day, like peak hour, people are getting off trains and stuff in like a speedo. <laughs> And he just sort of starts doing yoga and he's stretching in the middle of peak hour. <laughs> and it's not like for a busking thing. But yeah, the idea right. is they do it and everyone on their way to work looks at him and goes, oh my God, what, what is this? Strange what person? is this okay doing? But it teaches you to become a little bit desensitized to, you know, other people looking at you going, oh, that's so strange. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah, it makes you get out of your comfort zone. Sure. And it makes you go, oh, maybe maybe everything is fine. Because at the end of the day, yes, truly, everyone is, not everyone's opinion matters. No. And like, at the end of the day, you know, we have a short existence in the space of the universe. So why are you living your life in fear? It, and it, but supposedly, it's, it's actually incredibly effective. Huh. So and these people who did it, they then say afterwards, they go, I feel so much more confident mm, both in my personal life great. and in my professional life. So are you thinking you're going to do this? <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I need to, Jules. Right. 
I do. This isn't me saying I need therapy. You just want to tell the state about this. Concept. I just was educating the people, oh, and now I'm you're so saying sorry. I need therapy. Imagine, <laughs> imagine me coming on the show to talk and just educate people, and you go, "I think you actually need therapy, Nick." <laughs> Maybe I do need therapy. Oh, I think you no. need, I think we all need it. Everyone generally needs a little bit of therapy, but no, I'm not going to be putting my speedo on. It is hot this week again, it is. but I'm not going to be going to the town square and just, you know, putting the speedo on and doing some stretching. I'll do that in my own time. Thank you very much, Jules. I'm not proud of this, Nick, but I went full Karen at a uh, clothes store on the weekend. We do off air refer to you as a bit of an old soul. Yes. So maybe you are, you know. You've got some middle-aged discrepancies. Sure. I um, also think I cannot show my face this particular side of town anymore from what I did, but went into the store and it wasn't overly busy. Probably like one or two people there, including mm. myself. What kind of store was this? Um, a women's clothing store. So lots sure. of different options there. I won't say the name. It's a chain. It's in various places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there was a, one staff member that was working there. She said hello and then sort of left me to own devices. Yeah. Now I'm finding a fair few things that I like that I want to try on in the change room. My hands are getting pretty heavy to the point where... Oh, wow. You're picking up that many items of clothing. Mm, judgy, Nick. Okay. No, no it's not, not even judging. them all. Just want to try things on. I just To me, I'm like, I have to be in love with it to even consider trying it on. Yeah. So the fact that you've got that many... Yeah, yeah. I want to give myself on. options. Sure. So I'm thinking this is the time now where the staff member, the customer service person steps in and it's like, we'll set you up in a change room. Yeah. That didn't happen. So we're DIYing. We're going across the store. We're putting things in a change room. That's fine. I don't think they have to come and ask you that, do they? It could be helpful. I was clearly struggling. Okay. I can sort of, this is a lot like <laughs> when a werewolf, when the moon starts to rise and I can see your Karen emerging just a little mm. bit here. Okay. So I'm starting trying things on. She does walk past at one stage and says, how are you going? I'm on the first item. So I haven't really got any feedback for her just yet. Yep. So far, so good, lady. Yeah, yeah. Thinking at this point, maybe she'll come back in a couple of minutes to check if I need more sizes, different colors. Who knows how I'm going so far. That doesn't happen. But I'm at the point where I'm like, no, nah, I, I want other sizes. There's no help around. I'm go peeking go. around the corner. Put your clothes back on and go get it. So I did that three times. I got myself dressed again. Walked it to the store again, walked to the parts where of the store that I wanted to find something else, mm. went back into the change room, getting frustrated that I'm like having to reclose and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> having to walk myself? I oh, know. God, the absolute audacity of this woman. I think I was in there 10, 15 minutes, which was a decent amount of time for me to um and ah over different things. Sure. And I'm like, I'm frustrated that this woman, at this point in time, I think she doesn't deserve the sale. Because she hasn't done anything to help out here. Well, and a... I essentially could be shopping online. Do, does it matter? Like, do, do people get commissions on sales? Is that still a thing that happens in these stores? I assume so. I, I assume that she would do something to warrant her being there. Yeah. So I get out of the change room and I've got a, a bunch of items that I want to go and pay for. And I realize as I'm huffing and puffing that I'm actually the one in the wrong because I yeah, see of course. The, the roller doors are down. The store. Oh, Jules. I am the asshole, and the store has been closed. And I say to the sales lady, I am so, so sorry for taking my time for so long. I had no idea you guys were closed. Yeah. I'll she only goes, be another hour. She goes, Oh, no, nah, I was just shutting up because I wanted to go to lunch. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that, that is bold from her. So this was in the middle of the day. <laughs> day. She <sighs> wanted a lunch break and I was the one clearly inconveniencing her. I don't know, I don't know what I seen on this. You both kind of suck. <laughs> you you both you both you you did pull you pulled a mini Karen. Sure. You haven't gone full Karen. Yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got room to grow. If you've used Uber or cabs or any of those apps that get you the ride share, so I want to come pick you up. 
you would be able to rate someone at the end of it. Yes, that's right. Pretty standard. Mm-hmm. But not often people think that, you know, the drivers can actually rate you how you were as a passenger. Oh. So yeah. can that affect us getting a lift? Yeah. Well, if people say, you know, if the drivers are like, you know, Jules is a big POS, like mm-hmm. people are going to say decline her rides. Right. Viral video from over the weekend, a TikToker has said, this is how you can go and have a look if you go into your Uber app, what other drivers are saying about you. Ooh. Very easy to do so. You go to privacy settings, see summary ratings, and then you can read the ra- the ratings that Uber drivers have given you. Oh my gosh. You can see the comments they've left about you. see you. the goss. I have, and producer Matt, you can join us on mic. Hello. Good morning. Um, I've gone into both your phones this morning and I have accessed your Uber apps and I have some ratings. <laughs> and some comments left about from, by drivers about both of you as passengers in their cars. Oh, well, no. this will just be glowing and nice then. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, they're not particularly great. I've got <laughs> uh, first one here from Jules. Uh, half star. Jules was relatively nice. Yay. But became hostile when I refused to follow her on Instagram. <laughs> I told her I didn't have the app and also I was driving. She then stole my phone and I haven't seen it since. <laughs> yeah, it was star. impressive. Mm. Matt, this one's for you. Uh-huh. Uh, this one got you one whole star. Hey, that's better Ooh, than Not bad. Usual. Matt, wouldn't stop talking about his friend RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also giving him one star because he kept demanding to drag race, which is against Uber T's and C's. <laughs> it's just a communication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for Jules... She told me my religion and my God were the wrong ones. <laughs> Jules preached for the next two hours about the three gods that she worships, known as the sex and relationship experts from Married at First Sight. Uh, yes. I've driven Julia before, and she does this rant three to four times a week from 7.30 till 8.30 p.m. weeknights. I have to keep them up to date. <laughs> uh, another one. This one is for Matt. Uh, he held me up for over an hour after arriving at the destination as he was trying to split the fair, the fair with what appeared to be a house plant, which he referred to as his friend. <laughs> when I suggested he call another friend to help pay the fair, the only other contact in his phone listed as Fiddle Leaf Fig sent him straight to voicemail. Oh, that Fiddle Leaf Fig though, eh? Honestly. Uh, this one does not shock me. Jules, you got half a star for this one. Ooh. Insisted that she has a boyfriend called Peter and that I wouldn't know him because he goes to another school, but he's for sure moving in with me soon. And he's a total jock and also a supermodel and that they met on holiday. That's why I've never seen or heard of him. <laughs> that was a long conversation. And just for context, Matt, this got you zero stars. Yep. Uh, but you are from Queensland. You've moved to Victoria. We're happy to have you. Um, this one got you also zero stars. Caused me to crash after leaning across and grabbing the wheel, stating that Victorians don't know how to drive. <laughs> after crashing, he cried, this never happens, Viva La Queensland, and proceeded to call Pauline Hansen for a pickup. <laughs> Didn't answer, though. No. Well, she never does. <laughs> but you are you are just wide enough to ho- possibly have that happen. <laughs> Guys, awful reviews. Be yeah. better, people. Be how better. How dare you? How dare That was the Nick and Jules podcast.